When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome. <laughs> To the Broncos Binge Podcast. A podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, the Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I am your host, Rachel Strand, and I am also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. There is a ton of emotions and feelings to address regarding the last game, but before we even touch on that, we are going to quickly address some injuries. Baron Browning is expected to miss several weeks due to a hip injury. There is no word yet that he will be placed on IR. One player that is headed to IR is running back Mike Boone, as his season ended early due to another torn ACL. Backup line. And Cam Fleming, who has stepped up due to injuries, also got hurt and will miss time due to an injury. So the Broncos continue to catch absolutely no breaks regarding injuries. So that's great. Love that. Yeah, that, that is a lot of injuries. Yes, it is. I believe, I think you said this in another podcast, but I do believe more than half of our cap space, or at least a good majority of it, is all on injured reserve. Yep. We are the officially the most injured team in the league and have been for a couple weeks now. So life is great. Everything's great. Do you know what happened to San Francisco after they got really injured? What? <laughs> they went to the Super Bowl. But did they win the Super Bowl? No, because he played. they played Patrick Mahomes. Do you really <laughs> think Jimmy Garoppolo is that good? Anyways, we're on a side tangent here. Moving on. So reaction to the previous Broncos game. I don't even want to talk about this, dude. I just... <sighs> 
This is the Broncos' fourth consecutive loss on the season. This was supposed to be our easy slate on the season. If anything, we were supposed to lose maybe one or two games, but here we are, what, two and five? I've lost track. If I keep track, I just depress myself, so I don't want to do that, but we're on our fourth consecutive loss. So, life is pain. And it's looking like it might be a fifth, to be honest. You better stop that right now. I can't I'm, handle I'm, that. Do you really think we're going to beat the Jets? That's, that's, we'll, we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Anyways. So, but the thing that's so frustrating is the Jets looked beatable. But for the bajillionth week in a row, we beat ourselves. And it just drives me absolutely nuts. Zach Wilson looked bad. Yes, no, I know. Like, he looked he looked bad. And I was like, dude, how are we losing? How did we not even get he, an interception off of him? That's because Zach Wilson played smart. I, I said this statement during the game. I'm going to say this statement now because I told my friend it. I'm going to say it here because this is technically professional. And I fully believe this statement. Are you ready? You're about to yell at me. <laughs> yes. Zach Wilson is just a lower grade version of Josh Allen right now. Think about it. What? Don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. Josh Allen started off the exact same way. Inaccurate, large arm, but can run the damn football. You know who's the exact same? Who? Zach Wilson. You know how the Jets are setting up their team? Like the Bills, getting goaded running backs, trying to get goaded receivers, having Sauce Gardner, although he was a little grabby that game, but I ain't gonna say that. Yeah, there are some PI calls that were not called. I'm not gonna, yeah, it's over and done with. We should have had some spot fouls, but we didn't, and so it just adds to the eternal pain. Anyways, if Zach Wilson... Turns out he's literally just, he's just Josh Allen, but with a lower ceiling because Josh Allen is maybe going to go down as greatest quarterback of all time, potentially. Oh, that's, that's a bold statement. But I honestly, speaking of the Bills, I have them winning the Super Bowl. They better. I hope they knock off the Chiefs because they look like the next best contender. So let's get Vaughn as third. Yeah, I just hate, that'd be pretty cool to see Vaughn win three Super Bowls with three different teams. He's a Bronco for life. So don't you forget that every other fan in the NFL that he's a Bronco, but it'd be pretty cool to see that. I think that might be a record or something like that. Regardless, going back to the game, and I don't even want to touch on your comment about Zach Wilson. I don't think he's going to turn into Jack. (laughs) He's not going to turn into Jack to be quite honest so i know we'll see in a couple years Um, he said that about josh allen i was wrong about josh allen so i will admit that however so going back to the game the play calling on the Broncos side made absolutely no sense at times like we use an insane amount of swing passes that do absolutely nothing like we'll swing it out to a running back or andrew beck the fullback and it goes absolutely nowhere we just have the weirdest play calling especially there's two separate instances on fourth and manageable during the game against the Jets where on two separate occasions Rippon threw a long ball that ended up falling to the ground and I think one of them actually ended up being picked or one of them should have been a PI call whatever regardless the ball was turned over because it was fourth down mind you it was fourth and manageable for some reason there was Rippon felt compelled to throw a long ball to somebody and the last attempt of that long ball ended up losing us the game and that game was within reach each game this season the defense has kept us in the game like we are we are staying in the game score wise yet we look so lost and a win seems out of reach but especially against the Jets we could have had a 
I think what I think we were within field goal range. Like if a field goal would have at least had us uh, gotten the win, if we would have gotten a field goal or something like that, we still if we would have converted on fourth down, we would have had a great chance at winning. But here we are throwing a long ball on fourth down. I wanna, yeah, I want to talk about that play call. I I thought I was crazy when I saw that play call because I I literally was like, did all those wide receivers just streak down the field? <laughs> I was like, I was like, no way. And then he throws deep. And I was like, why didn't you just go for the first down? We had plenty of time. Four verticals on fourth down. Love it. Love it. Just right. genius. Yeah. No. The only case in which that should be used where a receiver goes long or like on fourth down is if you're using him as a as bait in a way to maybe draw away the defense's top corner just to take him down the field so you can pick up a fourth down a little easier. But a Tyree in- Kill, Travis Kelsey moment. Yeah. In no way should should he have actually thrown that to the receiver going long? There should be some short in route that maybe Judy, Hamler, or somebody could have run where we could have easily picked it up. But for some reason, we're throwing it 30, 40 yards down the field for an incompletion. I would like to say a positive because this is really negative and it's going to get, it's going to continue being this There's negative. There's a positive? Like, <laughs> uh, there is a positive. Have you not been noticing a player that's kind of been balling or looks like he may get good? Pats are Knock on wood. No. Anyways, Greg Dulcich. Dude kind of looks good. Dude looks reliable. But someone commented on Twitter. I do forget who it was. They said Denver ruins all tight ends. And that's kind of true. But I hope he didn't jinx it because I kind of like him. Yeah, I love Greg Dulcich and his luxurious, luscious hair. So I hope he ends up being a great weapon for us because I really liked what I saw in his first game uh, last week against the Chargers. So I... the second game, he caught a couple balls. Yeah, I think he should definitely be plugged into the offense more. That's also, we'll talk about about this regarding trades later, but the absolute catastrophic meteoric decline that Albert Akuebunam has had regarding the depth chart. So that'll be an interesting thing to cover because Greg Dulcich is officially tight end number one and Albert O has been a healthy scratch for a couple weeks. So we will cover that later when we talk about trades because we are nearing the trade deadline. So we will get there shortly. This trade deadline, I feel like could make or break this team. This team's already broken, damn it. <laughs> but like, but like, but like, I meant like this could really break the team. Yeah, we'll definitely dive deeper into that, but I definitely see what you mean about that. I see a crash course collision if Nathaniel Hackett is not kicked out. I just, I see one of the players losing their mind and then the entire entire locker room goes, I guess we'll lose our mind too. Yeah, I can't imagine he has much of a hold on the locker room anymore. I mean, it's, there's a report that got put out a couple of, like a week or so ago that has, that said that coaches are sleeping at the facility. And I'm like, oh, Okay, that's that's interesting. But they're sleeping there to, you know, I don't know, get better or something. I don't I don't entirely know what that does. Eat, sleep, football, whatever. The locker room's got to be there's got to be some cracks. And that's got to be one of the things about the team that I've been the most proud of for years now is we've always had a relative hold on the locker room despite the season outcome and stuff. There were some issues in the Vance Joseph era, but for a while now we haven't had an insane locker room. We've been able to keep, you know, some personalities in check. Oh, when we had Aqib Tlaib, he's got quite the personality. We were able to keep the locker room 
together. And with the downward spiral the team's going through right now, I can't imagine Hackett holds on to it much longer. But thing is, if Hackett gets fired, I want Justin Otten, the offensive coordinator, to go with him. Because I don't want him to become the head, like the de facto head coach or the interim head coach, because he's just as experienced, if not more inexperienced. I think realistically, the gig could go to Edgero Evero, uh, the defensive coordinator. Long shot would be Clint Kubiak, the quarterback's coach. Don't we have, we have some old coach. We have a senior defensive assistant in Dom Capers, who has coaching experience in the past. Mind you, it's not necessarily good. He's got a, he's got a coach, head coaching record of 49 and 81. So that's not exactly ideal, but he's got, I guess, the coaching experience to be able to step up into a head coach in a head coaching role if Hackett gets canned. So I think the defensive coordinator should get it. Yeah. He has like proved everybody wrong. He dude just made this defense so much better than it was last year. And I'll say that and I believe that. Yeah. This defense is more aggressive last year. Yeah, I'm happy to see him carry over and continue Vic Fangio's success because that was one of my biggest fears was how big of a drop off would we have with Fangio's departure since Vic Fangio was quite quite the defensive mastermind, not necessarily a good head coach, but he was pretty good when it came to coaching a defense. So I was really concerned about that. But thank you to Evero for actually being able to continue the success of the Broncos' defense. But on an emotional level, this has been really rough for me. I have been a diehard fan of the Broncos since I was little, and I developed a deep love for sports and wanted it to become my profession. In 2014, I started that venture and started covering the Broncos through a little fan page that honestly grew to something I never expected it would, and it's now one of the top Broncos pages on Instagram. Once I graduated college, I kind of officially made it my profession and I started a gig as a Broncos beat reporter for Clutch Points. I have been on staff with Mile High Report for a couple years. Needless to say, this team really is my livelihood and they're my passion. I absolutely love this team and seeing this team struggle for consecutive seasons really does start to hurt you after a while and I'm definitely starting to feel it now because ever since we started having these problems I've kind of just felt this numbness but the numbness is really starting to go away and I'm actually starting to get really hurt by this team and the 2022 Broncos have almost broken my heart in a way because I haven't seen them this low in a while. I've actually had trouble sleeping after games because of this team. I mean, having this team put out the same product every week has just become so frustrating to watch. Almost borderline maddening because of how much I love this team. The Broncos are really such a storied franchise and it just really hurts to see them in a bad place like this. I, I'm just tired of this team being the butt of jokes for years. I'm tired of losing games. I'm tired of not being able to find quarterbacks. I am tired of having to hire so many coaches. I'm just tired of it, Dalton. I think we got a couple more years of it. I don't know if I can endure that. I mean, I'll obviously hey. still be here, but my gosh, I just... You were spoiled from 2011 to 2015. Honestly, 2016 a little bit, but I mean, it's, I'm, it's okay. I'm not saying we need to have like a Peyton Manning caliber team. I just, can we not 
not have a team that regularly puts up a winning record and at least fights for the playoffs. We're struggling to get a winning record. I just, I want to have some positivity in the team and something to look forward to each Sunday because I've been waking up every Sunday and being like, oh, the Broncos play today. I wonder, wonder how this will be because I remember waking up in the Manning era and being like, oh, we actually have a shot today. Like we might be able to do something or thinking it'll be a guaranteed win, but mostly just thinking that, oh, we've got a shot. And that was a great feeling to think, you know, we had a shot, but now I wake up and it's like, oh, it's been seven weeks of the same thing. I don't, I I don't know if we're going to be able to get this win today, and it just sucks to feel that way. And I do feel for Broncos country right now, they have a reason to be upset. I started to agree with that statement, too. This is terrible. Like, yeah. This is this is worse than Vance Joseph. I'm so sorry. We're entering, um, yeah, we're entering McDaniel's territory. Oh my God, we are. It's just less toxic. I feel like yeah, McDaniel's is just toxic. Nathaniel Hackett may just be bad coach, but yeah, I mean, yeah, McDaniel's was definitely just toxic. Hackett is a good guy, and that's the other side of this is you've got to kind of feel bad for Hackett a little bit. Yeah, it's not working with the team right now, and it's really frustrating that, you know, here we are probably looking for another coach here soon, but, and he's got a wife and kids, and the kids are like elementary school aged, and they have, I think he's moved around a lot in his career, but to just be up and moving again within less than a year, I mean, we hired him less than a year ago, but if this does end up going through where he end up ends up getting fired halfway through the season, number one, that's got to feel like shit if you're Hackett. And number two, it's definitely got to affect his family. Like outside of football, that's him having to move his family again. And that's just really unfortunate. I have never rooted for the downfall of a, of a coach or a player because, you know, there is another side to football so it's just unfortunate to see i i really wish we could have at least started this season on the right foot yeah because i will put this scenario in your head and play the devil's advocate for this scenario are we really gonna win a game the rest of the season Uh, miss rachel are we really gonna (laughs) win a game have you seen that back half of that schedule I know, and that's what's so freaking frustrating is we just went through the easy part but made it look like the hard part, and... Now we're about to go through the really hard part. You know, this defense is trying its hardest, so maybe they'll be able to keep us in some games. I'm terrified of what the Chiefs might do to us. Um, We always have the Chiefs' offensive number. Our defense, I mean, our defense just gets tired, and Patrick Mahomes obviously takes advantage of that because, honestly, if we just had a good offense, we could probably beat the Chiefs. Uh, For some reason, the Broncos' defense puts up puts Patrick Mahomes in a box for at least a good amount of the game mm-hmm. but like obviously you can't keep the quarterback in the box forever if the offense ain't scoring and the defense is always on the field so you know that's the factor of why Patrick Mahomes owns us but that's for another day because I hate the Chiefs and I'm not looking forward to playing them it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. We'll see how this back half goes. It's, it is going to be a very, very interesting next few weeks for the Broncos in terms of what our future will look like. So, But also going back and touching back on what I said regarding how this team kind of has me emotionally if people are kind of saying that I'm being dramatic I don't really want to hear it (laughs) if you're saying yeah but Rachel there are teams like the Lions and the Browns that went 0-16 yeah okay those teams were expected to be bad before this season like this Broncos team looks insanely good on paper we've got the weapons and the players and have been a complete let down. I never had a Super Bowl or have us had us winning a Super Bowl in the first season. That's a little that's a little far of a reach. But at minimum, I had us at least having a winning season and maybe at minimum beating the Chiefs once. And now it's looking like we may struggle to even win two or three more games for the rest of the season. I just with how the team looks right now, I don't even know what to what to say for my weekly predictions. So moving on to our fan questions of the week. If you want your chance at having one of your questions answered, make sure to follow Daily Denver Broncos on Instagram and send us a direct message when you see that story that is asking for fan questions for the podcast. Gomes Kyle asks, if we lose out into our bye, Hackett is gone. Do you agree? Fun fact, we have one more game to make us lose out into the bye because if we if we lose against the Jaguars, that's five consecutive losses. So what do you think, Dalton? <laughs> Yes, because I think George Patton will stick with the players that he drafted rather than the one coach that he hired. Because, I don't know, I feel like I feel like George Patton's smarter than this. It's Peyton. Oh, keep that in the podcast. George Payton has drafted most of these players on the team now, and most of them perform pretty good, at least on the defensive side of the ball. However, he made a wrong coaching decision, I think, which is okay. Uh, it was his most important decision of his career. How that affects him, I don't know, but I think he's gone if we lose to the Jaguars. I, I do agree. Yeah, something something is going to happen. If he isn't fired after the bye, just batten down the hatches, Broncos country. It's going to be a wild ride for the rest of the season. It hurts to see, you know, some of the first-time, first-year head coaches having success like Brian Dable with the Jets has them at, what, 5-1? and one? Nobody expected that. Like, he's turning Danny Dimes into literal Danny Dimes because his name was kind of a joke before, but he's actually kind of Danny Dimes now. Kevin O'Connor. Connell with the Vikings is off to another great start as well. Uh, I think Eberflus, if I'm saying that correctly, with the Bears is... Ugh, I know they spanked, they spanked the Patriots last night, so that was good to see. There's some first-year coaches out here having some success, and it literally looks right, like right now the Broncos are the only team that made the serious mistake in hiring their first-time, first-year head coach. Jack Lane, 2027, asks, on a scale of 1 to 10, how screwed are we for the season? <laughs> The limit does not exist. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a nine. It can it can go it can go up and down. Like if it if we beat the like if we demolish the Jaguars this Sunday, I lower it back down to like a seven and a half maybe. 
But like, if we lose, it's if we lose bad, it's a 10 out of 10. I definitely get what you're saying there, but I feel like on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd be like almost saying 9.7 because if we end up just absolutely flopping and flailing for the rest of the season, we don't have draft picks to console and to console us and wipe our tears with. The like the Seahawks will be reaping our benefits and our rewards for our bad season. So that's what hurts. Yeah the most it would have been so much fun to have like a winning record and give the seahawks like a 24th 25th first round pick like that would have been great but unfortunately that's not gonna happen it's look it look it's looking like we're gonna give them a top 10 pick if you look at it Pete carroll looks like the right guy He's going to retire soon, though. He's he's creeping like, up into his mid-70s. He, he's balling right now. The Seahawks are really good right now. So are they, though? So maybe... Um, They've kind of faced garbage teams a little bit. I think it's like a Steelers thing a couple of years ago. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Time will tell on that one. Side of Bacon asks, what kinds of trades do you really expect? This was a good transition into the final half of our podcast here. So we are nearing the trade deadline and there are lots of names being thrown out there Dalton regarding who could be playing their last game for the Broncos and whether or not we win against the Jaguars could determine a lot of futures here so I know one player that is probably more likely to be traded than not and that is Albert O our tight end he has significantly dropped in terms of how many snaps he's taken uh he has been a healthy scratch for the past couple weeks and that's maybe just low production he just isn't that good he does kind of have bricks for hands but Greg Dulcich coming back he's got other tight ends outperforming him and I think the Broncos are currently using him as trade bait I don't know if there's any teams out there that are seriously in need of a tight end but I know the Broncos have had some inquiries from other teams regarding Albert O's availability now the next question is what exactly like how many picks or what kind of picks could he fetch for the Broncos and I think maybe at minimum we could maybe get a fourth for him and maybe a maybe a late oh round my, pick oh my god it's rachel what five sixth six round pick yeah that, that's that's what i was gonna well, say i'm too. just i said fourth because you know george payton can do some finesse in here and there yeah but that's like has albert o really looked that good and he's no. kind of fallen off the face of the earth all the trades that george payton did for getting goaded picks for like preseason wide receivers were in the preseason yeah. so that's that's that i think that we can trade him but i'm gonna discuss this one did you see the report about if we do lose this sunday bradley chubb will get traded <gasps> That's kind of shocking considering Randy Gregory's on IR right now. And Baron Browning's hurt. Yeah. What's Chubb's value right now? Because you could really fake a team out with Chubb because usually when he's healthy, he plays pretty good. It's just, can he stay healthy is like, you know, the issue. So could George Payton fleece or not? Yeah. And the thing is, maybe that Chubb thing might get pulled off the trade blocks because of the injury to Browning. I mean, Chubb hasn't been bad for us this year, nor has he been elite. I mean, we are a better pass rushing unit with him him on the team this season. I know he hasn't played well enough in his years here to earn a mega extension. So if he does stay on the team, maybe he could get a short-term deal, like maybe two years or something. I don't know. We'll see if he does get traded. I know one thing that would absolutely 
devastate me if we traded and that would be KJ Hamler because I know he will go off and do crazy exceptional things with another team and we just have not incorporated him into our playbook enough and it drives me absolutely nuts because he can absolutely torch defenders I just I really don't want to see that happen I also think like I stated in a previous podcast Jerry Judy might get traded he's drawn some interest because he's a really good route runner and I just don't think we're using him to his fullest ability that's the only three players, like main core players, I can see being traded because can I can I say it again, Rachel? <sighs> Fine. They're all John Elway draft picks. Oh my god. Anyways, I don't want us to have a fire sale because that means all hope is lost. And we do have some very intriguing components to this team. And I, I don't want it to be just eviscerated and start from the bottom because again we do have some very intriguing components to this team we just it's more of like if you got to think of it as like a puzzle we got to keep filling in these puzzle pieces and one of the biggest puzzle pieces that we haven't made fit yet is the quarterback maybe it will fit in time maybe the Russell Wilson piece will fit over time we don't know that yet puzzle is relatively assembled you know somebody may have come along and messed up the head coaching spot a couple times and we got to fix that I don't know I hope we bring in more draft picks I hope George Payton is able to finesse some draft picks. I know we're super injured along the offensive line and I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to moving Dalton Reisner because he's been kind of garbage, but I doubt he'll be out via trade because of just how injured we are. He is probably playing his last season in orange and blue though, however, so it'll definitely be interesting to see what George Payton does here at the trade deadline. With that, we're going to head into the preview of our upcoming game. The Broncos are facing the Jacksonville Jaguars in London this Sunday, so if you want to catch the game, you're going to probably have to wake up really early. I know in mountain time, I am going to have to get up at 7 a.m. to catch the game, and I'm not exactly keen on that. So we'll see if I wake up early enough. Dalton, who lives on the East Coast, has got to be up at 9, so that's a little bit more reasonable. But the Broncos flew out to London yesterday and made it super early in the morning, and they will be doing various things there for the week, including practice and media availabilities. It'll definitely be an interesting game. This is the Broncos' first overseas game in quite a while. I think the last time they went overseas was, I think, in the McDaniels era, so it's it's been a minute. It'll be interesting to see how they play, but Dalton, you said to me earlier that the Jags kind of started off hot, right? Yeah, they showed, like, offensive competency, honestly. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looked like the number one overall draft pick, and Christian Kirk looked like a good signing. Uh, they running backs looked pretty good, too. Everything looked well, and then I stopped watching the Jaguars, and I don't know what happened. They, they fizzled they just, out, yeah. They didn't really do much afterwards so what i'm gonna assume is just another offensive snoozer game on live yeah. tv yeah where we're gonna get made fun of uh, i'm so tired of that it just happens but the thing is the jags are beatable and the big question is will we beat ourselves first and so far within the past five weeks yes we have been beating ourselves because the defense has kept us within all these games and the games have been winnable but here we are at two and five and this season I, is almost over <laughs> yeah it certainly feels like it's over i genuinely thought that the chargers loss would have been the straw that broke the camel's back but here we are a couple weeks later 
and another loss later, and it's gotten worse. After the loss to the Chargers happened, I was like, certainly a loss to the Jets is like game over. And here we are, post-loss to the Jets, and nothing's really happened. So uh, it'll be interesting. Maybe the if a Jaguar, if a loss to the Jaguars happens, that might be the end. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens to this team in the next few weeks. So Dalton, any players or predictions for the upcoming game? Two, actually. I would like to talk about one player and the team overall. My prediction is not really what you're going to be thinking. You'll find out. Anyways, my player to watch is Russell Wilson because if he plays, I don't know if he's playing yet. I hope he does because I think this is this is his make it break it game. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. the fans could totally distrust him. Maybe even the team could distrust him after this game. Potentially, it could it. Could could it could be like that yeah i mean for 245 million dollars they may distrust him but i don't think we are capable of parting ways with him just yet so he's gonna be here for a couple years because we're just gonna have to deal with it but hopefully this is all just a coaching effect slash bad juju whatever the hell so i am still holding out the tiny bit of hope that this is not the russell wilson we paid 245 million dollars for because that means we sold his soul we sold our soul to him (laughs) Maybe we sold our soul when we won Super Bowl 50. I don't know. Something weird happened because it's just been downhill since then. You you might you might be onto something. John, <laughs> John Elway was like, mm, I need this win. Part of my prediction is we lose. <gasps> I'm so sorry. I'm going to say it. We lose. Nathaniel Hackett gets fired. <gasps> so does the offensive coordinator, like you said. And we just shred this entire coaching stuff except for the defense. <gasps> Screw the offensive coaching stuff. I don't like <laughs> God, I hate it. Right? Gosh, this, this is going to be an interesting week here in Broncos country. So buckle up, get your vomit bags. There might be some turbulence. Regarding my prediction slash players to watch, I have officially given up my duties in terms of predictions because I am just bad luck with it. Whatever I predict, the exact opposite happens. So I'm going to take a little bit of a couple week hiatus on that. So I just hope they win. That's all I'll say about that. But regarding my players to watch, I will again probably say Pat Sertan because he is like one of the lone positives on this team beforehand I said Javante Williams but he's hurt I will always love him can't wait for him to be back and healthy again but Pat Sertan is one of the few positives on the team this season so I guess just keep an eye on him the Jaguars have some interesting wide receivers in Christian Kirk and I can't recall anybody else but they do have a couple others outside of them so we we will see how it goes I think Pat Sertan will have a good game but again like Dalton said it's gonna be it might be a little bit of an offensive snoozer so if you value your sleep don't feel bad about sleeping in (laughs) can I say one more thing Miss Rachel go ahead Actually, there is a rumor going around right now. Do you know who Jordan Schultz is? One of the NFL insiders? Yes. Obviously. He just posted or he just tweeted out that Packers have been actively calling around the league to look up a wide receiver that is still on his rookie deal. And Yikes. You know who's on his rookie deal? Stop it! <laughs> and I also have another Jordan Schultz post. This one might be not as recent. However, he said KJ Hamler has also been discussed by more teams than rather than Jerry Judy because the asking price for Jerry Judy is obviously going to be higher. I'm gonna just take a dive off my back deck tonight. I just can't handle this. I'm tired of it! (laughs) I like all those players and it makes me sad. So, uh, we'll see what the Broncos do. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Broncos Binge Podcast will be released weekly every Tuesday and we hope you will tune in for future 
future episodes as the season progresses. Having to formulate a podcast around a losing team is getting really tough, so if you have any comments or suggestions, please let us know. We want to make this podcast as fun and enjoyable as possible for our listeners. Once again, I am your host, Rachel Strand. And I am Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening, and go Broncos! Thank you for listening to the Broncos Binge Podcast, a part of the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Make sure to follow at RachelNFL and NFL Dalton on Twitter for more Broncos news and content.